welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Hi, everyone. It's been a while. A couple weeks, I guess, maybe months. I took some time away from the podcast, not for any deeply strategic reason, except perhaps my own recognition of burnout and fatigue in myself. For me and for many of the leaders and entrepreneurs that I work with, this season has been one of holding our breath. I feel like this lead up to the election here in the United States, the skyrocketing cases of coronavirus, the sense of deep awareness of injustice and unrest around us, as well as just the really significant load of supporting kids who are doing distance learning or hybrid learning or whatever learning they may actually be doing. I have no idea. But suffice to say, I think the the collective zeitgeist is tired and sort of steadying. I think we're all steadying ourselves for what other wave of uncertainty may follow. So I took some time away, not because I've run out of energy for the podcast, but because I just think I needed a season to recharge and reflect and gather my thoughts. We've talked a lot about burnout on different episodes of Zen Founder. And I think it's probably a timely reminder to point out that burnout is something that's really significant in its effects on our neurological health and on our bodies. A lot of people think mistakenly that burnout is simply the consequence of working too much or too hard. And while that is a component of burnout, burnout, like true deep tiredness, is really driven much more by a sense of meaninglessness, hopelessness, and sense of ineffectiveness. And I think that's why burnout feels like an important reminder or just conversation right now, because a lot of that sense that we're collectively holding our breath, a lot of that sense of fatigue, I think is both a byproduct of burnout and something that is fueling burnout. Entrepreneurs and business leaders, we do really well. We can work really hard and accomplish amazing things when we are closely connected to why that hard work is meaningful. We have a deep sense of what, how our future self will benefit from our hard work, from the thing that we're building or for the business that we're growing. But when the future seems so unclear that a sense of success or even meaning is kind of foggy or hard to attach to, that's when we're most vulnerable to burnout. That's when we're most likely to suffer deep tiredness because of our work. So if you're feeling some of the symptoms of burnout, which is emotional and physical exhaustion, a diminished sense of efficacy, so that is fancy speak for feeling like no matter how hard you work, nothing's really being accomplished. That's often very subjective. It can stand in stark contrast to reality. 
or a sense of detachment. Sometimes we call it depersonalization or cynicism, where you're you're not really connected to your people anymore. Either the people that you serve, the people that you work with in your business, your customers. If you're feeling that kind of general lack of grumpiness and tiredness, specifically about your life at work, it's hard to overstate the value of a break. It can be really helpful just to take a Wednesday off and spend some time reading, go for long walks, spend time making some extravagant meals, spend time in the wood shop, just get your mind and body into a different place. Move from this universal sense of collective breath holding, waiting with some trepidation about what catastrophe will next befall us and move into something specific, something that you can hold in your hands, something that you are working with, something that you can do, some where in which you have some agency to produce or make or control. It's okay to take small breaks from building your empire and instead focus on sewing some new pillows or installing a new bookshelf, going to a yoga class or reading a fiction book. When it feels like pressure and maybe a sense of cynicism is mounting, we need small pressure valves, small actions in our lives that do create a little bit of relief that takes some of the intensity and pressure, mostly that we put on ourselves, but provide a little bit of ease. Other sources of pressure valve release, or at least healthy distraction, are moving away from the scripts and the weight of our own mind and moving towards some way that we can be of service to others. So finding a way to volunteer, collecting money or food for a food bank, volunteering to man a polling place, even working on a park cleanup project in your neighborhood. I say this with deep love and affection, but sometimes one of the best things that we can do to sort of shake out of a funk is to get over ourselves and just give some attention and energy towards the well-being of our fellow humans. Creativity is also a really helpful outlet if you're feeling some burnout. It's a great time to pick up the paints, to pick up the guitar. I'm working on a kitchen remodel project. Um, I'm working with a designer, but I'm going through and like measuring the height of each cupboard and drawer and thinking about placement of everything. Like it's a big puzzle to solve. And it's also very creative thinking about different materials and things that we can use together in our kitchen that create a certain experience, but also really reflect our family. So giving your brain and your energy to something where you're generating, where you're making, where you're creating is a really helpful you know, outlet, but also psychological counterbalance to the sense of kind of doom and death and destruction, which is all around us and in the headline every day. One of the most helpful ways to counteract loss is with creation, is with making of something. So in addition to burnout, I think the other thing that's really made me want to have some pause and some time for quiet that has some parallel process with most of the people I know, is this awareness of how much judgment sort of lives in the world right now. 
the way that we feel about the pandemic, the way that we're responding, the choices that we're making for our family, those things I think are suddenly riddled with political implications or lots of people have lots of feelings about other people's choices and what that means. And I think that makes all of us feel a little bit unsafe or a little bit uncertain of how to conduct our lives in public or in connection and community with other people, but really not wanting to be subject to, you know, a lot of scrutiny or judgment about our choices. And this is, you know, these are hard things. Certainly the choices about whether to travel or not travel, whether to be around family members or not be around family members, whether to have children go to in-person school or not go to in-person school. Those are complicated choices that each of us are making with our own indices of risk and awareness and our own understanding of how to best protect the people in our lives and, and what we and the people in our lives most need. I think that awareness contributes to a sense of apprehension that lots of us have, that sense of, again, we're all holding our breath a little bit. It's not easy to breathe. It's not easy to move about our world and our lives in the ways that we maybe did effortlessly a couple of years ago. Working with the judgment of others is is difficult because, of course, we don't always know what's happening. We may get a vibe or a feeling, but we don't know what other people are thinking about us or our choices. Sometimes I try to anticipate what other people might be thinking. So I may say something like, uh, yeah, a couple of our children are going to in-person school. We don't have grandparents that are that live locally that we're seeing. So we felt like that was a reasonable uh, decision or risk for our family. So there I'm um, trying to ward off any judgment around risk that sending my children to school may present to other family members. And again, totally my business, really no one else's business. But I think it does help to put out there a couple of sort of gentle explanations for decisions if they're what you're worried about or if you have the sense that someone sees things differently than you and has really like harsh emotions around your choices. I think the only other thing that we can do when confronted with this conversation around judgment is to be really clean around our own judgments, to be really careful about having a spirit of curiosity and openness toward other people that we would want them to have toward us. I think judgment is one of those whether you call it karma or collective unconscious, but it's one of those things where you get out what you put in. So if I think you are genuinely someone who tries to understand the behavior of others, who's curious, who asks questions if you are really confused, but then ultimately accepts that there are a variety of ways for thoughtful, careful people to answer some of these questions, you know, I think that's kind of what you get from the world. But if you are someone who is harsh in your judgments and criticisms, you know, for whatever reason, I think that just opens you up to being on the receiving end of those perspectives. And it is one of the things I'm most concerned about, both with the political situation in the U.S. and with the pandemic, because even though many of us have relationship patterns and ways of connecting that have been disrupted, we still deeply need each other. And the sense of caution and judgment and anticipation of conflict drives us apart in ways that are 
hard to repair. The sense in which we're not safe to show up to our lives or to be who we are or to make the choices that we think are best for ourselves, our businesses, our families. The things that kind of drive us into the shadows or make us want to be quiet. Those are forces I think we should all fight against. Those are forces that will linger with us longer than the pandemic and with serious adverse outcomes. So I have taken some time away from the podcast because I felt burnt out. I was cautious about being on the receiving end of a lot of judgment from other people. And lastly, like many of you, I've just been very busy (laughs) trying to keep up with and support um, my children, trying to, to tame my unruly new puppy that, you know, like many people, we got a dog when the pandemic began and he's lovely and brings so much joy, but also he's naughty and makes lots of messes. And I've also been going deep on some professional work. I finished a book about grief this summer and so have been shopping that to publishers thinking that uh, with this book, I'd like to try to go the traditional publishing route just to continue to build reputation within both academic and media circles. So my goodness, that's a lot of work. And it's felt like a lot of putting myself out there in a way that perhaps I didn't quite have extroverted energy enough to do the podcast and uh, work towards getting a book deal. But that's all in progress. And I'm hopeful that it will have a good outcome. But if it doesn't, if I don't end up getting a a traditional publishing deal, um, I'm still super excited about putting the book out into the world in a self-published way. And I know that this audience and many of my friends and members of my professional community have been great supporters of my work. So I don't fear that the book will languish alone in silence. (laughs) I, I know that it will come into the world in the way that it's supposed to, or at very least a way in which it will have some impact and be meaningful. But all those reasons aside, I feel like I have some renewed energy for the podcast and I've got some great episodes lined up with entrepreneurs who you know and maybe some who will be new to you. I'm also experimenting a little bit with some different co-hosts and I have an upcoming series where I co-host a set of call-in sessions uh, with my dear friend, Alon. So if you would just like to talk through a problem or a question that you're having that is within the realm of entrepreneur mental health, which, hey, is a pretty big realm, (laughs) Um, anything related to the functioning of your own mind and heart, anything about relationships and then things related to work, to team dynamics, productivity, all of those are within the wheelhouse of a psychologist. So we'd love to have you call in or be part of the show. Don't hesitate to reach out to me at sherry at zenfounder.com and we'll uh, get you lined up. So please don't give up on me, even though I disappeared for a little bit, I'm back. I'm really excited to continue the conversation with you and the other members of the Zen Founder community. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. 
You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.